everyone, it's Jacqueline Kramowski here with the Herdbook Ag Media, giving you your Moving Iron Ag News update as we finish up our final week in October. As some of you might recall, last year the President of Mexico signed an executive order that was going to ban GMO, GMO corn from all human consumption by the year 2024. And because here in the U.S. over 90% of all of our grown corn is genetically modified, and Mexico being such a huge trade partner, especially for corn, of which the country consumes quite a bit, there was a lot of concerns. However, after recent farm visits with both our Secretary of Ag, Tom Vilzik, and the Mexican Secretary of Agriculture and Rural Development, Victor Villalobos, said that they are going to continue to import GMO corn from the U.S. after all. Villalobos clarified that this, this policy will ban GMO corn from Mexican farmland. However, it could still be imported as a staple from the U.S. Recently, both the Food and Drug Administration and the Department of Agriculture hosted a joint cybersecurity summit for private industry partners in food and agriculture on the 26th. This summit was said to go to provide a forum for sharing information among food and agriculture industrial CEOs, CIOs, and CISOs, and how they could better prepare themselves from ongoing ransomware attacks, which have really hit a lot of private businesses and, in some cases, nearly whole sectors of our food industry. And in our final bit of political news, Recently, the House Ag Committee voted that they are going to allot $70 million towards controlling the issue of chronic wasting disease in deer. Um, well, that's not just deer, it also affects elk and moose, which is normally a serious issue, especially around hunting season, as it is not safe for hunters to consume the meat of deers that have chronic wasting disease, or CWD. Moving on now to our international news. China has decided to keep its ban on Brazilian beef, which is um, two weeks after cases of mad cow disease, or BSE, were recently found. As you may recall from when this story broke a few weeks ago, Brazilian authorities were pretty adamant that these were isolated incidents and not an issue related to a systemic problem throughout their beef supply chain. However, China said they're going to stick to their guns on this and continue their ban, which is a concern to Brazilians as the export market is valued at $4 billion per year to China alone. With the ongoing container issues, some food traders are having to resort to other methods to move some more stable items like bulk food vessels um, that are going to transport things like rice, sugar, and cotton to avoid shipping delays. Reuters reports that commodities such as refined sugar, coffee, rice, and so forth have been moved from dry bulk vessels to containers in the past only since the large boxes were more practical and offered quality control. However, shippers say they are moving back to their old method, at least for the time being, but who knows this could happen uh, for the foreseeable future, as right now there is no end in sight to the container issue. Recently, the Food and Agricultural Organization of the UN launched a new global animal disease information system. This system is called, get ready for it, E-M-P-R-E-S negative I positive, which replaces an earlier version that had been launched uh, back well over 10 years ago in 2004. This cloud-based platform is supposed to link other da data-containing platforms uh, from public and animal health sectors and environmental sectors that will hopefully help users to easily access data from across all the many different lines 
for future analysis. They say that this data analytics offered by this advanced software is also going to help identify emerging disease events and ongoing trends. It should also theoretically help countries be able to have joint plans for disease control and interventions as needed. Moving back to some of our national domestic news, uh, this Thanksgiving production is not only down for a lot of turkeys, nearly 2%, but also we are still in the midst of a labor shortage that of course goes deep into the poultry industry. This year you can expect to pay over 68% more for your turkey than you did about two years ago. And while this might mean that you might have a more difficult time finding a turkey in a specific weight range, for example, small turkeys are estimated to go by significantly faster as a lot of people are still having smaller gatherings, the Department of Agriculture has said that they do not believe this shortage will be super significant as to disrupt the holiday for most Americans. For those of you that have been following the poultry price-fixing litigation between Tyson Foods and a handful of retail distributors, Another step was recently taken in the case. Meat and Poultry reports that Tyson has struck down several settlements on these price-fixing cases throughout this year and have still not admitted to any wrongdoing. Only in January, Tyson had to reach a $22.5 million agreement that involved a broiler antitrust civil lawsuit. In October, Tyson, with Pilgrim's Pride and Mark Jack Poultry, settled for a $93.5 million class action lawsuit as an indirect purchaser case ceiling dealing with the price fixing. Again, that's coming from meat and poultry. While we're on the topic of Tyson, just earlier this week, they announced that 96% of their entire workforce had been vaccinated against COVID. They announced all the way back in early August that they were going to require all of its U.S.-based workers to be vaccinated by November the 1st. And based on reports from the company and the reports that they're giving us, they're pretty optimistic that they're going to be hitting that goal. All right, that catches you up for this October week. I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween weekend. This Ag News update is brought to you by the Herdbook Ag Media, serving all your agribusiness writing, communication, and media needs. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or our company website, the-herdbook.com. Let me know you found out about us here on Moving Iron and get 20% off your first invoice.